You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morical. With me, as always, the Han and Chewy to my Luke, Sean Keller. (laughs) And Mike Pareto. Laugh it up, fuzzball. (laughs) This is A Little Nonsense. I'm Han Solo. (laughs) (laughs) Never gets old. documentary 16 years in the making. Follow the work of Cambridge physicist Bert Kensington on the journey from theory to reality. We knew. We knew when we looked at the imaging straight away. We knew what we'd found. (coughs) Discover the origins of the universe. When the particles smashed together, and out came the unmistakable shape of a minute rubber chicken. (laughs) What? In that moment, the champagne cork started flying. (laughs) We knew we had found the elusive Higgs bozo particle. (laughs) (laughs) For hundreds of years, Scientists have pondered the nature of humor. Honking! We heard honking sounds coming from the collider. Confetti everywhere. It was the most hilarious science I've ever seen. What imbues our universe with the qualities of comedy? Clark slipped on a banana peel, materialized straight out of thin air. What is funny? Spring snakes started popping out of microscopes. How is funny? Find out in The Clown Particle. (laughs) I saw the face of Bozo himself. To this day, I can't think of it without crying. And, of course, laughing. The Clown Particle. September 28th. Back to you. (laughs) Nobody ever. Higgs Bozo. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) That's solid. That's delightful. I made this incredible drink. Look at this thing. It looks like it looks like a milkshake, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It does. It does look like a milkshake. Uh that's funny. There's some kind of Godiva liqueur in here, and and there's some rum chata. And then I, I decided I'd pour uh, a can of, of strawberry bubbly in there. Oh, shit. So it's a strawberry liqueur milkshake. Chocolate. Right. Stra- chocolate Cinnamon. strawberry milkshake. Yeah, there's lots of shit going on with this drink. I'm drinking a beer. Just a, 
Just a good old 4,000 calorie IPA beer. <laughs> I am drinking, I'm classing it up today. And I am drinking a pint of Jameson that I bought at a 7-Eleven. Oh, nice. Uh, we were just talking about Jameson. Jumped into a Diet Pepsi from Taco Bell. <laughs> you could have at least put it in a two-liter like any respectable homeless person, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that lady at the McDonald's, she taught me better than this. And, and technically, I'm, I'm letting her down. We can see your home right now, so you're, <laughs> yeah. not, you're not homeless. No. No, you can see about 40% of my apartment. <laughs> because of how small my apartment is. <laughs> Including a framed Green Lantern T-shirt. Hell yeah! T-shirt. That's that's his uniform, Mike. Back when he was in the the core. The, the, the core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said the right word. You did. It's the Green Lantern core. Actually, that that T-shirt was. Uh, you can't really tell uh, on the on the feed, but w- the T-shirt was signed by the original creator of Green Lantern, Martin Nodal. I imagine that's why you have it framed. I do. Uh, because yeah. for a couple of reasons, the first of which he created the original Golden Age Green Lantern in the fifties. The second is he was super old when I met him, and his mind was kind of addled, which is sad. But he signed the T-shirt to Joe, oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. His son was there, and he says, oh, oh my God, um, do you want me to get you another shirt? I said, no, this is awesome. Nope, this is perfect. <laughs> this is absolute- <laughs> that means you probably have the one T-shirt that he signed that way, because if his son reacted that way, he hadn't been doing it all day. Yeah, it's, a, it's a collector's item. It's one of one. No other T-shirt is signed to Joe Happy Green Lantern. I wonder if that has any implications canonically to the comic. If you're celebrating Green Lantern with a happy Green Lantern, maybe you could twist that and say, hey, the creator uh, says that the lantern, the Green Lantern should be celebrated. Not just as a title, but as an actual lantern. (laughs) (laughs) I think the angle I'll take it is I will try to get Green Lantern uh, a holiday. So, yeah, so then we all get off of work with pay, obviously. Right. And the traditional greeting will be, hey, happy Green Lantern. Yeah, like Christmas. Nobody says Merry Christmas Day. It's Merry Christmas. Exactly. Happy Green Green Lantern. What day would you choose for that holiday, Joe? You must have a date in mind. I didn't, but I'll come up with one. Just take over St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's not... You got the green going for it. The color's already there. And nobody really cares about it. The day after St. Patrick's Day, all of the St. Patty's merch is already on sale, like at discounted rates. So it'd be, yeah, you could extra greenify it. The river, the Chicago River is still green. Green hangover day. Uh, that river, the river is definitely not green the day the, after. Uh, probably not. Within like no. three hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's when you we can, celebrate. You can, like, you can like watch it turn back to whatever fucking disgusting color it normally is. Brown. Green. (laughs) (laughs) When they die the river, you have three hours to just pound, like, green space whiskey. (laughs) And then at the end of it, the holiday is over. It's just three hours long. (laughs) But you get the whole day off because you're going to need it to recover. Where are we going to get space whiskey? Space. 
Obviously. <laughs> are they are they making whiskey up on the International Space Station? I don't which know is, if you have to make space. it up there. I, I would I would accept a space whiskey that was just aged in space. So if we make it and then send it up there. There's no way that is going to be expensive. Holy shit. Is there booze on the ISS? Like, I feel like there has to be for scientific reasons, but also I feel like there's no way they would allow them to have booze up there. (laughs) I I can't imagine the Russians going up there without vodka, though. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but how how much could there possibly be up there? Alcohol is not permitted on board the International Space Station for consumption. I mean, obviously, (laughs) for obvious reasons, you know, that could be a catastrophe. It's super flammable. Houston, yeah. party foul. <laughs> and the whole thing. <laughs> See, that's some Star Trek bullshit, though. Like Synthahol. They don't want you to be drunk in space. And I say that is outrageous. I don't want to yeah. be in space if I can't be drunk. How could you tolerate space without being drunk? It'd be horrible. But at the same Ugh. time, it's it's just like being at the bottom of the ocean where, like, one little mistake and it's just... That's it, you know. And I've never been to the bottom of the ocean because you can't get drunk down there. That's true. That's why I've avoided it all these years. Is it uh, the pressur- pressurization? Like, if you go to uh, an elevated uh, state, uh, Denver, or that's not a state, but if you go somewhere elevated, you can the get state drunk. Of Denver. You get drunk quicker, right? Because of the elevation. I don't know. Or just I don't. The, I don't see why so. you would get drunk quicker. Okay, is it just I, you? You'd get. Taxed quicker I suppose, physically. I suppose because, you could, I, because your blood theoretically would be slightly thinner. Is that the right. idea? I mean, you might feel drunker because you're slightly like epoxic. Yeah, but I guess if you're not used to it, yeah. I was wondering if a similar effect happened at the depths of the ocean. Crazy shit happens down there. I we don't even we don't we don't even know. Only James Cameron knows for sure, and he's not telling. <laughs> you have to go see Avatar 12 to find out Which I won't <laughs> But if you're, if you're down there It doesn't really matter Because you're, you're in a pressurized environment Okay, so I guess if you were in a pressurized submarine in Denver You wouldn't really feel the effects Of the altitude If you, no, weren't in a, if you were not in some kind of Pressurized environment down at the bottom of the ocean You'd be dead bad, Very bad <laughs> things would happen You'd be squished into, like, a cube, right? Like, a cube the size of a thimble. Or you find Probably. out you're actually half Atlantean, <laughs> like Aquaman, and you're totally fine. Right. I, I put it at about 50-50. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there are there are ginger people down there, so, okay. Yeah, I'm giving it to you. Give or take 50. <laughs> so you're definitely Atlantean. Yeah, if you, exactly. If you make it, if you make it down that far, I would say it's probably fifty-fifty. Yeah, if you've if you've survived all the way down there, you're there's a good chance that you're Atlantean. If you even just got down there, I think if if any if any one of us had the means to actually get on a a craft capable of reaching those depths, would you go? No, I wouldn't go, Mike. Would I go? Yes, I would go, hundred percent. Nah. No, I would not go. No, the risk is not worth the reward. Also, everything in the ocean is terrifying. And so is the water. Like, that much water... It's, I mean, it's pitch black. It's Yeah, uh, it's pitch black. There's things that look like monsters, literal nightmares down huge, there. Huge, like, space spiders. Actually, a lot of our crabs. ideas... A lot of our ideas of what monsters look like probably come from 
actual ocean creatures. Yeah, H.R. Sure. Yeah. Geiger lived in the ocean. He's Atlantean. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he must be. <laughs> the monster from Moby Dick, I think, was inspired uh, by the by ocean. Sea creature. <laughs> the the, mo- the monster from Moby yeah. Dick. Yeah, the beast. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, why would you? I mean, it's pitch black. You can see whatever your little flashlight on your rinky-dink aircraft or spacecraft or sea craft has on it. Like, why would you go down there? You, you, you can just watch it on YouTube. I'm... <laughs> I'm extremely interested in what goes on down there at the bottom of the ocean. I would love nothing, to go down there. Nothing goes on down there. It's just dark and wet. What do you think? What do you think happens? There's lots of weird animals down there. You might you might discover a new one. Oh, yeah. and then and then what? You take a video and we watch Joe and I watch it from up here. He would <laughs> get to he would get to name it though, which would be pretty sweet. Uh, well, within reason though, right? A scientist I, can't just discover something to be like it's called clown penis pussy fart. Like you can't do that, right? I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think. I think you can. <laughs> I, I would imagine that you would take it more seriously than that, and not name it something so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you'd at least. You'd at least make it sound quasi Latin. Clownius yeah, yeah. penis farts. <laughs> Well, it sounds like I got to go back to school so I can start naming these things. Yeah, we got to go become marine biologists. <laughs> How? That is that is Jerry. what I wanted to be when I was a kid. I wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm. So it would probably just destroy you if one of us did it and then started naming <laughs> shit really stupidly. This is this is called the Mike's a loser octopus. <laughs> and, uh, I, no, I'd be happy because I could join you guys on your expeditions. No, marine this- biologists only. This fish is called the Mike Never Made It. <laughs> so you, so all of a sudden you, uh, you just become assholes, and I, yeah, and I, all of a sudden, I don't get to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> no, you'd hang out with us. We have to gloat all the time. That's that's no fun unless you're there. <laughs> there is kind of an inherent like asshole quality about something about marine biologists. That's kind of. I think just, I think that pervades prote- all of academia. All, all academics are just assholes in general. I think that that's why yeah, we I lost mean, the, the election, Joe. They're not, but the perception <laughs> is that they are. That perception is why we're getting four more years. <laughs> yes, because uh, you know the people winning definitely are not assholes. <sighs> that's pretty no. much Maria's dad's response to everything. If I say anything about Donald Trump, his response is always. Four more years, brother. <laughs> you liberals gonna be crying for four more years. Oh, uh, why celebrate? Wrong. Why celebrate half of the population crying though? I don't, we should all be happy about who our leader is, right? That, that's what they. That's what they do. No, it's it's not to him. It's my president. He's Everybody my being president. happy doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't make people watch cable news networks. Yeah. Yeah. So sea monsters. That's quite a that's quite a mic stand you got there, Joe. Yeah, it's really in the way right now. I think uh, <laughs> I think next week I'm gonna move my camera somewhere else. It's yeah, it's slightly obscuring your entire person. <laughs> yes. No, no easy is, feet. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> No, this uh, this shock mount is fucking enormous. Uh, yes, I would like the largest shock mount produced on the planet Earth, please. <laughs> it's going to, make me, no it's gonna make me look smaller by comparison. 
<laughs> Joe, would you do me a favor? Probably. Can you can you move your your headset mic down toward your mouth? <laughs> what? This one? <laughs> and start speaking. <laughs> Why? Yeah, sure. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't picking you up. Oh uh, no, it's not plugged in. Oh, it's not. Okay, good. No. I'm only using these this headset as headphones. I've had these headphones uh. since uh I think since I got my Xbox 360. Which Very was sharp. Years ago. They they work wonderfully. I need to have bigger I need to have like huge hair for these headphones to actually not look ridiculous on you my You look head. like you look like Princess Leia. He <laughs> looks like do, a combination yes. between Princess Leia and Lobot. Yes, yes. <laughs> you look like you look like Lobot fucked Princess Leia and they had a child with only the buns. I actually <laughs> I do I look a lot Lobot. I look just like Lobot, you're right. <laughs> but the silhouette is Leia. <laughs> oh, for Especially sure. from from the front, it is. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, th- these jokes are great for all the people listening that can't see us. Yeah, podcast listeners love visual humor. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. That's it's no different as if we were all in the same room. Everybody should know that uh, I have gigantic headphones on and I'm bald. Therefore, look like Princess Leia slash Lobot slash Lobot. Mostly, I. I the baldness is what makes me look the most like Lobot. Let's do and some more whiteness. visual humor. Let's put up. Uh, let's put up a Chiron. Yeah, there you're, we go. What is this? Chiron. <laughs> what? How do you put a Can Chiron I, up? Just speak again, please. What does that say? Oh, I see it now. Just click my window, and it'll go to the main focus. <laughs> how, how do I do that? You can't. It requires setup well <laughs> in advance. <laughs> You're never, that's, you're never gonna pull that off. That's no. the most arrogant shit I've ever heard in my life. You can't. Okay, let me you rephrase. Can't. You can't do it right now. Oh, if okay. you want to be able to do it in the future, I will tell you. I can like hold something up though, and like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't look very good. That's no. funny. COVID nineteen yeah, like, hermit shits. Back. Yeah, all of these I. I, I made these in like Photoshop beforehand, and I have software that lets me do this shit with my camera. Chirons. Chirons. Lower thirds if you're in the if you're in the biz. Mm. Chirons. Yep, Chirons, still Chirons. Sounds like a Star Wars name. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Kyber Crystal. It is. It's a it's a very science fictiony word. And Kylo Ren. <laughs> Chiron Sidor Sidonis. Chiron Hubbard, uh, founded Scientology, I believe. I think he found it. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I can't finish it now. I can't. <laughs> well, let's. You can finish it, but I'm gonna transfer the bell to you if it isn't good. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna finish it. <laughs> you I, gotta finish I it. I didn't. Mike. I didn't have an answer, so I. I, I I'll just leave it hanging. Great. Oh, right. That's good radio right there. So octopuses are totally sentient, right? Maybe it might be. I mean, like, definitely, though, right? <laughs> yes. I think, we have a, okay. I think we have a pretty pretty bad understanding of, of what that means. But how, but how would we even know? Like, unless you could establish communication. But even then, communication can be interpreted as like, oh, we taught this monkey how to sign. Are we really communicating with it? Or did we just, like, train it to do things? Well, like, if it's communicating real shit, I would say that's communication. 
I'm not smart enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just like how would you test? You're like, okay, I want to know if an octopus is sentient. How do you test that? Well, I don't think we have a very good way to do that. We don't. Is what no, I was getting. No, at. I think I, we we do it. <laughs> You we know test. what we'll do, Sean, is we'll invent a way once we become marine biologists. <laughs> we test in a way that we understand sentience to humans. Right. Yes. Which is more accurately called sapience. Yeah. Because it's based on, you know, our intelligence and human like the universe. Yeah. I've yeah, human-like. never heard that term in my life. It makes sense. Have you, you know? not? No, I've never heard. I mean, I've heard Homo sapien, but I've never heard it in the context of sapience, meaning sure, like you have. You've the heard consciousness s- of a you've sapien. You've heard me say it. Sapient show. life. I have not. I've never heard that. That's okay. amazing. I can't believe you're as old as you are and you haven't heard that word. And you're a nerd. Where, where would I have heard it? Like SpongeBob like doesn't fiction. talk about. <laughs> it's not like they talk about the news, like. Uh, in other news, sapient. Like no, the, nobody, nobody talks about that. In other news, octopi are sapient. <laughs> they could be, yeah. But wait, I thought you just said that like sapient is a better term because we are Homo sapiens. Well, it's it's a better term in describing what, what in we other understand creatures' to be intelligence, intelligence to our own. What so? What's the difference between sapience and sentience? Well, sentience is kind of just the idea that it is self-aware i think whereas sapience is what technically sentience means the ability to sense and be aware and which is a really low bar sapience is 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 sort of expressing human-like intelligence okay yeah that's the same not just intelligence but probably also behavior and you know tool use just human-like but it is a. But I think you you started to go there. It is pretty arrogant, or at least short sighted, of us to think that one that our consciousness or sentience is going to look or be observed in the same way that another animal would. Oh yeah, demonstrate absolutely. that. Yeah, no. We but just, we have we nothing have a, else to go off of. It's just like how uh, we we assume in all the like Star Trek, Star Wars, most of the aliens are humanoid. Whereas, yes. like, if and when we discover life, it's probably going to look very different. Particularly in Star Trek. Star Wars did a much better job with yeah, that. Uh, there's, a, there's also a limitation of, you know, the technology they had at the time to make yeah. the show. And then also there was only so much audiences of the 60s would tolerate. You know, yep. uh, focus groups thought Spock in the pilot, The Cage, looked too satanic. Unlike the Deveronian in the cantina. <laughs> it's always, but it's always fascinated me. I've heard things or read things about, like, you know, our concept of life has to do with being carbon based and taking in, like, an environment where, with oxygen and, and nitrogen. Whereas, like, there could be other forms of life out there that, you know, they inhale fire and, and shit that's, like, poisonous to us. That's, like, what they use as blood. And, like, it could look like anything. We have no it idea could, what it but we assume that life will be at least somewhat similar to Earth just because of the abundance of planets that are made out of the same shit as Earth. Also, we just kind of... We, we can find life that is like ours because we know how to find it. We know what it looks so like. It, yeah. it, could, it could be that there's tons of life out there that's totally different, but... For now, we're just going to look with look at stuff that we know. That makes more sense. Signatures that we understand. 
Joe, so. Joe, what you were saying, Joe, is there is there actual evidence or, or research that suggests that of the planets we've identified and studied, a majority percentage of them are well, like It's not a majority, ours? but there's a lot. They're called Goldilocks okay. planets. A, just a significant amount. Yeah, everything in the universe is is made out of the same stuff, kind of in the same in the same order of abundance. So hydrogen is just as plentiful here as it is elsewhere. Unless you're inside of a sun, there's a lot more. There's a lot of hydrogen in stars. If you but if you look at the grand scheme of things, the the whole universe, every all of the elements are present in approximately the same proportions everywhere. Yeah. Because right. because. Of the way that they're created. They're all equally likely everywhere, you know? Okay. Hydrogen at the other end of the universe is just as likely to occur as hydrogen here. In fact, it's the most likely to occur everywhere. Theoretically, that's yeah. because of the distribution of the Big Bang? Well, no, it's because it's because uh, the most the most basic how, form of how matter are is hydrogen, because it's, yeah. a single, it's a single proton and a single electron. And you don't get more complex matter... Until you until you have very dense hydrogen, creating a fusion reaction that outputs helium, and then so on down the ladder of the periodic table. So as you go up in in atomic number on the periodic table, you increase the rarity of the element. That's interesting. So the higher the number on the periodic table, the rarer the element. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, for the most part. With that, so there there are some exceptions depending on where you are. Like the the noble gases don't bind with anything, so they can be harder to find. That doesn't necessarily mean there aren't you know, they aren't they aren't there in the same proportions you would expect, but they don't they're they're more difficult to find. Yeah, especially uh, helium because when that gets released from the Earth, it just rises to the top of the atmosphere and we don't see it anymore. Although helium is the second most abundant thing in the entire universe, we've talked about that. Yeah. 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 Just not Sa here. Yeah, sadly, it's yeah. just finite here. Yeah, it's really hard for us to contain it. Now, once we can make fusion happen on Earth safely, we can assuming make that's a thing, we can make all the helium we want. Balloons for everyone! Woohoo! Any more questions? Any questions? Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving Mike that bell. <laughs> I had God to. damn! I don't I understand why you. So I know I don't get why you like that sketch so much. I I think I've that's one of those things where everyone started to love it so much that I started to dislike it. I no, I loved it the mm. moment that I saw it live. You did. I like the week after that that show aired, you started talking about him, and I hadn't seen it yet. I'm like, this sounds like the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I think the skeletons slapping their asses were the funniest part of that to me. There's something <laughs> hilarious to me. Like David Pumpkins, Kevin Roberts, and what's his face uh, that that uh, Peter Dinklage played. Uh, you remember that sketch with the space pants? Yes, I remember that. It was like uh, Jonathan Comets. I think that was what it was. <laughs> something, yeah. I I think who wrote those? Mikey Day, I think. It had yeah. to be Mikey Day. It's so weird. There is something about that that just really resonates with my sense of humor. We talked we, about. We all like silly. Yeah, we talked about SNL a couple episodes Whimsical ago. Whimsical. We forgot. Did. I forgot one of the all-time greatest sketches, at least of the modern era, has got to be 
the evil scientist conference with The Rock, where he invents a child molesting robot. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, so do I win? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've invented a robot. That molests children. <laughs> why, why are you? He's Obama. I know. Obama. I know. <laughs> well, you and Obama are both uh, people. Uh, but I don't know. That that sketch is so funny. I forgot how funny that was. I have not seen that sketch. That sounds funny, though. It oh, is, my God. That is a very funny It's sketch. like there's all these evil scientists. Like, I invented an ice ray to destroy the world. I invented a shrinking machine. And then the rock gets up there. He's like, hi. How's everyone doing? Um, I invented a robot. That molests children. So, uh, so do I win or do I get the prize now? Or <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, they're so horrified by it. They're, they're talking about like blowing up the planet and stealing the Statue of they Liberty. Can't, and yeah, they can't cope with a robot that molests children. Cartoonish evil versus real evil. That's hilarious. Oh, it's really funny. Also, the Brutus sketch deserves honorable mention. That's Jonah Hill as an as a gorilla or an ape who learns how to speak, and uh, in doing so reveals that the scientist teaching it has been having sex with him. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're moving on for our segment this week. We're going to Mike. Mike, oh, why don't Jesus. you see what we what you got for us? <laughs> well, uh, so I, <laughs> I, you know, I figured we would uh, we would do a, a follow up discussion related to the rise of Skywalker. Oh okay. man! Now it's not it's not specifically it doesn't have to be specifically about the rise of Skywalker, but Star Wars in general. So, Joe, what is this segment about Star Wars brought to us by? Have you ever been drinking a tall, frosty glass of milk and think, this is nice, but I'm not getting drunk right now. <laughs> Introducing <laughs> Mike's Hard Milk. Oh, no. Here at Mike's, we mastered hard lemonade decades ago, and now we're bored with hard iced tea, too. The only thing that excites us is taking farm fresh milk. And mixing it with vodka. Oh, no. Imagine that thick, creamy liquid mixed with just the right amount of bitter-ass vodka sliding down your throat. (laughs) Mike sure does. And it's the only way he can achieve orgasm these days. Only available at home. What? Mike's hard milk. It makes Mike hard. <laughs> Back to you, Mike. It's a shame that I prepared a beverage tonight that's largely milk. <sighs> that's why I started laughing when he said it. Oh, that's funny. So I, I want to talk about Star Wars. We haven't talked about Star Wars in some time. Yeah, it's been at least an hour. <sighs> because, well, <laughs> apart from all every day. Yeah. Um, Every day of our lives, forever. <laughs> but officially on the podcast, we haven't right. talked about it. I understand. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, because maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a bitter taste in our mouths. Mm. It's probably probably that Mike's Hard Milk. <laughs> yeah, it's Mike's Hard Milk. 
That bitterness comes from just the right amount of vodka. <laughs> and the wrong amount of milk. <laughs> Which is any. Any. Yes. Milk vodka. <laughs> I'd like a beverage that makes me shit even more than milk already makes me do. All right, so what? I, I'm like, I never thought that I would reach a point in my life that I would be annoyed that we're about to talk about Star Wars. So, well, that, that's kind of why I want to bring it up because I, I'm I'm curious to know, like, so Disney has kind of announced that they're not going to be doing trilogies anymore, right? Do you remember that announcement? That was yeah. Uh, they should stop doing. Duos and singles, too. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the way that, you know, they handled the the Marvel IP, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was just kind of a string of movies. There was really no... They didn't commit to any number of movies. Sure. Um, but that was all... I mean, one could argue that those are all part of the same series. Yes, yes. Tied together, you know, by... The, the problem is that there wasn't one mind... Yeah. Behind all of them, you know, they they needed a Feige, in but they Star never. Wars. But 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 Marvel never said, "Hey, we're making twenty three movies and then we're doing Endgame." Is that what you're no. getting at, Mike? Yeah. Well, I, also, you know, and that uh, just because they said they're not doing trilogies doesn't mean they're not going to do a continuous or cohesive story, right? Hmm. I mean, I'd like, you know, I'd like to see. Them I mean, do it better it. still be the same universe if they start doing well, yeah, parallel yeah, yeah. Star Wars universes. I can take it for for comic books. I don't know if I could take that in Star Wars too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely not. That would ruin it for me, for yeah. sure. But I'm just curious to see what direction you guys want it to go. I I want there to be a Feige, and at the moment, I I want it to be John Favreau. I just put him in charge of the entirety of Star Wars, and he can do whatever he wants with it. Now, maybe I'm misremembering this, but didn't they actually get Feige? <laughs> I or are they, is he just doing one movie? I think maybe I never, he's, I never heard that he is doing anything. Maybe he's yeah, producing I, something. I've never heard Feige connected to Star Wars. This would be news to me. Well, then, then I'm breaking some news for you right now. But uh, back at the end of 2019 Disney announced that Kevin Feige would be doing at, would be doing a film oh a Star Wars yeah. film. I, mean, I don't I don't know him as a filmmaker I at least as a mastermind he's amazing yeah I mean he, it looks like he's probably gonna be it says developing but I'm assuming he's okay. produ- producing so it. producing that means he 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 brought the Avengers to life over 26 films so he said hey I have an idea for a Star Wars movie and Disney was like <sighs> all right, I guess we owe you this. And so he's going to... Do you think that's what happened? No, or do you think I don't it was... think they signed at all. It's like, yes, please, for the love of God, please. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you think maybe maybe Disney had heard some of, the, some of the feedback, kind of the stuff that we're talking about right now? And they were like, we need a Feige. And they're like, well, it's a good thing we have... Feige. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> like, have, we, we, have, we have the Feige. Yeah, like, you know, I... Maybe maybe this this film is just they're testing the waters. I don't know, but you know what the best case scenario though is is that Disney fires Kevin Feige and he goes to work for Warner Brothers. No, come on, 
Come on. I know where this is going. <laughs> well, I, I I mean, I am wearing a Wonder Woman t-shirt, so... I will say we, pretty we, often, we often put too much faith in these guys. Like, I personally, back, you know, in, in 2012 or whenever the fuck the next, you know, the episode seven, eight, and nine were announced. I was I was absolutely stoked on J.J. Abrams doing uh, episode seven because yeah. I, at the time, like I, I still like J.J. Abrams because he did, you know, he he directed the Lost Pilot. He's a producer on that. It's a big show for me. But I was like really in love with J.J. Abrams back then, and yeah, I thought he. I mean, he did a great job. With a yeah, lot of the stuff, he he did, but I'm just saying, like these things, <laughs> yeah, they don't always live up to their expectations. No, nothing you know? ever lives up to its expectations. Yeah, so not mine. Do I try not to have any? Yeah, I, you do a much better job of that than I do. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, that's half the reason I don't read anything or watch any trailers. It's the best way to make sure I have no expectations. And as a DC fan, I need to have no expectations when I go into a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's super important. And now as a Star Wars fan, I need to have no expectations as I go into a movie. So I'm living my best life. Yeah, I, I, I keep trying to have no expectations, and I just, I just continue to get so stoked for everything Star Wars that comes out, and then... It almost never lives up to expectations. Yeah. Know? And uh, I I mean, I know they're, they're going to be doing some more TV. You guys are you're aware of the uh, uh, Rogue One series. Yeah. Right? I did yeah. hear about that. Cassian I don't know if I don't know if anything Cassian. is even in production right now. Nothing is the, in production yeah, nothing, anywhere. Nothing is in production anywhere. So, yeah, whatever was going to happen just isn't happening now. For some time, so were were both of you, or was it just Mike, in my parents' basement with me when Ben Ferola kept refilling my rum and cokes that night? I was there. Yeah, that was, I was not. Joe was not okay. there. This that was like so years, years, years ago. Like so here's the deal: is I twenty years I, ago. It just was, so you have a timeline, a, you and I weren't friends until you were in Chicago. Right, right. Okay. Well, so so here's the deal, though, is uh, I I was drinking one evening and drinking some rum and cokes, and our mutual buddy, uh, who shall remain nameless, already <laughs> uh, said his name. I'll, I'm gonna edit it. Uh, oh. Our mutual our mutual friend You're edit uh, out Ben Frola made me yeah made me uh, some rum and cokes that evening and kept making them progressively strong when I really should have just. <laughs> been drinking water and not drinking any more alcohol. Um, and the long story short is that to this day, if I get a whiff of a rum and Coke, I it makes me nauseous. I, I can't even smell the combination of rum and Coke because Can I got so wasted. Can you have so either of their uh, constituent parts by themselves? Yeah, I can I can drink Coke and I can drink rum, but together the combination Interesting. is just... Interesting. Yeah, it's so never, you have... So you've developed an aversion to it. It'll never be the same for me. That is, as dramatic as this is going to sound, that is what episodes 8 and 9 did to me as a Star Wars fan. 
I I truly don't believe I will ever have the level of excitement or love for Star Wars as I did before I saw Episode Eight, and I wow. thought I, I I did I did hold out hope that Episode Nine would try and uh, buy back some of the goodwill or, or revive something, and it didn't for me, and and I just I I mean we're talking about what do you want to see next, and like I don't care like it seems so it's so weird for anyone who knows me to think that i don't care about star wars or what they're gonna do like i i can sum it up you got you you took those movies so hard that you're a star trek fan now (laughs) yes well that's also true but i mean like i i mean I grew up, my whole life was Star Wars. That, that was my religion. Like, I cared and loved Star Wars way yeah. more than I ever cared and loved, like, a god. <laughs> like, I, 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 I breathed and, and bled Star Wars, and those two movies, uh, they did irreparable damage, I think, to the point where I don't know that I'm ever going to get up and get optimistic for Star Wars again. I think that I am like, okay, Star uh, Trek is interesting, and... I would love to be wrong. I would love to get excited again, but I just don't think I'll ever reach the level of fan commitment, excitement that I was at prior to episode eight. Well, how did you feel prior to each new episode of the Mandalorian though? I enjoyed the Mandalorian. I, I, I thought the Mandalorian was great. Yeah, but- it was great. But like the day before each episode came out, I was super excited that show made me feel like I was a little kid watching VHS tapes again. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel I the same way about that show. I didn't feel that level. You're I think right, I Mike, got... your, your your microphone is definitely fucking with you. Mine is? No, Mike's. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to keep an eye on it now, but it's whatever the setting is, I, I it's not locking my uh it's, it's, not, fine now. it's not locking it. my level in for some reason. I don't know what the deal is. That I feel sucks. like my I feel like my Star Wars senses have dulled. I feel like I I'm not gonna get as high of highs or as low as lows as I used to get. I feel like I just I, like you know level, I I think out. that as soon as something good comes out, it you're gonna change your mind probably. Maybe. I think you're gonna you're Listen, gonna fucking you're just love gonna it again. have to learn you're just gonna have to learn to be like a DC fan. A lot of shit comes out. Some of it's good. Some of it sucks. Enjoy the shit that's good. Yeah, Forget yeah. about the shit that sucks. But that's, that's just but that's, your life now. I can't but that's ever what I give mean up. Is, I can't ever give up on Star Wars personally. Neither can I. But that's a tempering... Well, Joe, what you were just saying, I think that's where I'm at. It's a tempering of, of expectations. You don't have the high highs or the low oh, lows. Yeah. I mean, you've, set, you've leveled that yourself sure. off but that to moment, where... For me, you know, with Star Wars, that moment was when Episode One came out and... S- <laughs> I mean, it, it fucking sucked, and I hated yeah. it. I, there was like there were moments that I loved, and that's why I saw it so many times. But I, I mean, come on! If if you didn't, if you weren't hit with a truck that was, this is not going to live up to expectations. It's different. No, back it's in nineteen ninety nine, but it sucked. A pre a horrible. prequel a prequel cannot do irreparable damage to an original thing that you're looking at if you're looking at something in the present yeah it is true if you're looking at something in the present whatever happened in the past cannot do irreparable damage midi-chlorians you can Uh, flesh out the world and make things dumber that's that's true no that didn't didn't do irreparable damage it did though it changed the nature of the force 
Eh, Did we disagree. get a bell? Was that a bell? It, it is. I heard okay. a bell. We have to. Uh, we have to move on. Yeah. Which will bring us to our game segment. Did we get anywhere week? near what you wanted to talk about, Mike? <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation. Yeah, I feel like matter. this is a conversation we'll have over several parts. None of this matters. <laughs> Doesn't matter. None of this Just matters. Just say Smith or <laughs> All right. Uh, this week the game comes from me, gentlemen. Uh, I wanted to, since this is like the first episode where we're using cameras and can see each other, I wanted to incorporate them a little bit into the game. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, so what you're going to want to do is click on me so that you get the focus on my camera. Uh, Done. And I did, you know, I, I was, I've been doing a lot of setup and programming for this, so I didn't want it to be too complicated. So I took something that one of you already did and just enhanced it. So I would like to welcome you to Jeopardy. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's way different than that television show Jeopardy. It's so different. In fact, it almost, says, it almost says parody right in the title. <laughs> you literally and, had to switch just two letters around. That was it. <laughs> and Sean, what is Jeopardy brought to us by? I thought you'd never ask, Joe. It's brought to us by Pilazzo Pasta Sauce. Enjoy the rich, creamy goodness of Chef Bruno Pilazzo's world-famous pasta sauce. Always made fresh, always made by Bruno Pilazzo. First, I take the tomatoes, the crushed tomatoes, some garlic, oregano, some thyme, a crushed black pepper, some basil, and the paprika. For over 30 years, Chef Bruno Palazzo has brought a little bit of Italy to your table. Some saffron and basil, bay leaves and chive flakes, galangal and fennel, honey powder and jasmine, a pinch of majorum, some mustard powder, onion, <laughs> porcini mushrooms, rosemary and sage, some sea salt, and a little bit of my pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> Chef Bruno Palazzo's world-famous pasta sauce. It's got a little bit of my pee-pee in it. <laughs> Back to you, Joe. <laughs> wow, we're, we're just getting some real A-class sponsors. Oh, man. I mean, I haven't been to a restaurant in quite a while. I might try a pee-pee based sauce just out of curiosity. It's only got a little bit of his pee-pee, if I heard correctly. <laughs> yeah, Wasn't I'm there... sorry, just a little bit. It's not pee-pee based. <laughs> there was an episode of South Park where, where some Italian dude owned a water park and and it got overflowed over overflown with pee. Do you remember this? <laughs> no, but that sounds like every water no. park. <laughs> Uh, yeah, All right. that's probably the reason they did they did the episode. Gentlemen, the pee, the pee -pee. welcome to Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, this works exactly like the game you know from the television that this game is in no way connected to. But uh, let's go to the board. <laughs> and uh, How are we going to buzz in, Joe? We're <clears throat> going to be using Buzz In Live. Oh, boy. 
All right, I've got Mike Pareto. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Who apparently is not Mike Pareto. All right, I guess I'll just go with the same And I've got Sean Keller, LOL. (laughs) This won't confuse drunk me at all. You guys are so (laughs) fond of this. (laughs) Hilarious joke. I'll join join you. Before... Before we started recording, I flipped a coin. Mike, you get to go first. You have control of the board. Your category choices are DC Hero Origins, where you will be guessing a DC superhero based off of their origin. By geographical details, which are going to be facts about me and my life. This is, after all, Jeopardy. Uh, video games, TV, and movies. Those are self-explanatory. They're just video games, TV, and movies that I like. I'm going to take biogeographical details for 100. Biogeographical details for 100. And the answer is... Joe's middle name. All right. Uh, Sean Keller Lal. Which is me. Correct. What is Aaron? That is correct. <laughs> I did buzz in for the record. You did. I, I see I see Mike Pareto up there. I was gonna uh, say what is Richard? <laughs> <laughs> but I did buzz in. What is Richard middle name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that would have been wrong. Uh, Mike, you still have control of the board. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, by geographical <laughs> details for two hundred. You gotta reset the buzzers. Resetting the buzzers. By geographical details for 200, and the answer is... The high school Joe attended. Again, Sean Keller Lal. What is uh, Wabansi Valley High School? That is correct. I thought it might be. Yeah. It was just the next town over. Let's, uh... Let's go to the scoreboard and see where we're at. I'll tell you what, your marching band. <laughs> <laughs> Curly stands uh, Sean with zero, Mike with 300. <laughs> nice. You'll, you'll notice a timer at the top. Uh, we are going to call the game at 15 minutes. That's wonderful. This is beautiful. It is, really. <laughs> Thank you. There I want to broadcast this. You're just, so just going to do all the games involved. from now on, Joe. Is that okay? <laughs> hey, man. I am the game master. <laughs> All right. Mike, you still have control of the board. All right. We're going to sh- change things up here. We're going to do TV for 100. TV for 100. And the answer is... Wait, you got to reset the button. Oh, you did. Okay. You're good. Yeah. In this British workplace comedy starring, starring Chris... Mike Pareto. Uh, what is the IT crowd? That is correct. I thought I buzzed in early on that one. It was super close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right, yeah, let's stick with TV for 200, please. TV for 200. And the answer is... In this series, 34 years after his defeat in the 1984... Sean Keller Lal. Uh, what is... Uh, Cobra Kai? Well done. That is correct. All right. And 
Mike, you now have control of the board. I wonder when anyone's going to do DC Hero Origins. I thought about it. <laughs> I'm going to, just, just for funsies, I'm going to do yeah. DC Hero Origins for 300. For 300. Let's go and right, the answer right is... The wait, re- reset the buzzers. I'm sorry, I'm drunk. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I have three monitors to look at. <laughs> this should be medium hard. All right. None of none of these are really hard. The answer is a hero who received his powers when an alien named Aben Sir died on Earth, and it's me, Mike. Who is Martian Manhunter? (laughs) I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Ah, Mike, do you wish to buzz? Oh, can I? I can steal it. Well, it's Jeopardy. You can okay, buzz yeah, if you I'm gonna, want. I'm going to say the. I'm going to say the Green Lantern. That is correct. Damn, I was thinking him, but I thought that was too obvious. No, uh, <sighs> oh, Martian well. Manhunter was born a Martian yeah, and he, just had his powers. Right. He was himself a Martian. Okay, so that is three hundred points for Michael. All right, because that wasn't so bad. We're going to backtrack and do DC Hero Origins for 200. DC Hero Origins for 200. And the answer is... A demigoddess who inherited her power... Sean Keller Lal. Who is Wonder Woman? That is correct. Nice. Got the Wonder Woman uh, insignia there. Let's go to the the scoreboard. (laughs) It is. I know. (laughs) And it is currently Sean 100, <laughs> Mike 1000. All right. I love Yeah, my, So apparently Mike is good at Jeopardy. My eyes are pretty uh, crazy in that picture. <laughs> yeah, I, just, just your I love eyes. these graphics so much. All right. Let's, uh, let's do another. Let's switch it up. Let's do video games for 200. Video games for 200. And the answer is a sci-fi colony sim driven by an intelligent. It's me, Mike, which is Sean. What, what is RimWorld? That is correct. Uh, let's go back to uh, D. Chiro Rigans for 400. <laughs> D. Chiro Rigans. And see, here I thought you would have more fun with <laughs> By Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said uh, DC Hero Origins for 400? Yes. Okay. And the answer is, second to carry the name, this hero is a forensic scientist who is covered in an unknown lab chemical struck by lightning. I... I, I, Yeah, I have no idea who that is. The answer was, who is the Flash? God damn it, I thought about that. Lightning. Mm. Yep. Sean, you still have control of the board. I'm going to stick with DC Hero Origins 500. DC Hero Origins for 500. And the answer is... An orphan selected... To it's me, Mike. Who is Shazam? That is correct. Nice. Who is Captain Marvel Shazam? Yes. Needed that one. That should have closed the gap somewhat. Entirely. Let's go to the scoreboard. Close. <laughs> That's pictures. <laughs> All right. All right. Sean, you still have control of the board. 
Yeah. What is next to the TV? What's on the right-hand side there? I can't see it. It's blacked out. Oh, sorry. Movies. Uh, that is oh, movies. movies. Let's go to movies for 100. Movies for 100. And the answer is this 1985 son- Sean Keller lol. Uh, that was fast. What is Back to the Future? That is correct. It was damn fast. It was extremely Almost fast. Almost as fast as your Shazam buzz. That was, <laughs> that was really fast. Yeah, I didn't even get the question out, and it was one sentence. All right, uh, Mike, you have control of the board. Uh, let's do by geographical details for 500. By geographical details for 500. And the answer is the city and state where Joe. It's me, Mike. Naperville, Illinois. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Tim. Mike, do you wish to buzz? I'm going to say Aurora, Illinois. That is also incorrect. Ah. You both lose 100. I'm sorry, 500. Oh, shit, that's right. Negative points. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Jeopardy has negative points. Whoops. Yeah, I don't remember that, Joe. I'm very sorry. What is Columbus, Ohio? Oh, Jesus. Way off. Well, that's why it was the 500. I didn't expect either of you to remember. Well, we're gonna right. we're gonna stick with by geographical details for four hundred. For four hundred, and the answer is the belt level Joe reached in Taekwondo before quitting in two thousand three. I remember you doing it's it. It's me, Mike. I don't remember the belt. What is green belt? I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Fuck. I am not gonna guess. All right. The answer is it, was... Is it blue? Is a brown no, brown. Yeah, I totally did it's not a brown belt. All right. Let's go to the scoreboard real quick. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing better than when Mike was up 1,000 to 100. <laughs> this is true. true. The gap has been closed. All right. We'll go with right. uh, movies for 200. All movies right. for 200. The answer is, this film centers on a police... O- Sean Keller Lull. What is is RoboCop? That is correct. Mike's just reading ahead. He is clearly a very quick reader. (laughs) All right, I thought we both had access to the text on the screen at this point, right? I mean, you you do. We do. That's that's why that's why it's there. So it's a thing. It's a thing in Jeopardy too. In real in real Jeopardy, we'll go with video games for one hundred. Video games for one hundred. In this game, you have access to an array of parts to a. Ass- <laughs> I'm just going to finish reading for the people at home. <laughs> I think you should, yeah. An array of parts to assemble a fully functional spacecraft that flies or doesn't based on realistic aerodynamic and orbital physics. It's me, Mike. What is the Kerbal Space Program? That is correct. There's no article, but. That is correct. I apologize. Kerbal Space Program. Uh, Let's go to movies for 500, please. Movies for 500. And the answer is... The Daily Double! What? (laughs) I almost created one of those. This was Bruce Lee's last movie to be released, and he died before the film was finished. Mike, did you buzz? (laughs) I did. Do you know it? Yes, Um, I think so. Sean Keller Lal. Uh, what is the last dragon? 
I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not buzzing on this one. I have no idea. Okay. That's good for me, though. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did Mike know about Bruce Lee? Uh, oh, what was I the probably should have. Yeah. Out of curiosity. Uh, what is Game of Death? Oh, man, I thought it was The Last Dragon. Is that even a Bruce Lee film? No. <laughs> um, he made Enter the Dragon and Return of the Dragon. Yes, I, yeah. yeah. You're thinking of Dragonheart, starring Shh. Sean Connery. I am, I am the last one. one. <laughs> We're gonna take uh, we're gonna take movies for four hundred. Movies for four hundred, and the answer is: this film tells the story of an upper class commodities broker and a street hustler whose lives cross paths when they are unknowingly made part of an elaborate bet. It's me, Mike. What is trading places? That is correct. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, let's go to TV for 500 TV for 500. This series produced by Walt Disney productions in 1957 is set in Spanish California, circa 1820. Joe was weirdly obsessed with this show. His junior and senior years of high school staying up late on school nights to watch the reruns at midnight. This should be in the biographical section. It should be. Yeah. It's a TV show, though. Yeah. I have a guess. I have a okay. guess, but I'm not going to wager points on it. Yeah, I can't. Uh, the I answer was, what is Zorro? That's not what my guess was, so good. Wow. Yeah. Sean, you still have control of the board. I didn't realize uh, that movie, was a Disney production. It is. Movies for 300, please. Hang on, movies. my phone did the thing again. Okay, movies for 300. Movies for 300, and the answer is, in this movie, longtime friends start a revenge for hire business to raise money for a heart transplant. It's me, Mike. What is dirty work? That is correct. Ah. Norm MacDonald, yes. I think that'll yeah, about a, do it for me. That's an excellent movie. Love that movie. Oh, it's so funny. We should watch that after we watch Jaws together. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but the time is up. Oh, no. no. That was good. Um, if I had just stopped answering after my 1,000 uh, points, I would have won. You would have. My heart. I feel like Mike should have won that in just the last few questions I lucked out on. Yeah. Um, you know, it would come down to Final Jeopardy, but I ran out of time to prepare one. I was literally <laughs> working on this game until right when we started recording tonight. Well, it looks wonderful for all the people listening out there who it will never ever great. see it. it turned yeah, out, it looks I mean, really great. <laughs> I mean, they they'll see this screen. I will share this screen with them. Please do. Yeah. Um, and that is our game, Sean. You get the negative point. Oof. Good game. Good game. And with that, that is our episode for this week. Our ep- uh, with a score of two. I am this week's loser. Oh, and you put so much work into the game. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I have been and hopefully shall continue to be Joe Moracle. I'm Sean Keller for the time being. And I'm Mike Pareto. Now and also later. (laughs) Later. It would have been more badass if you said now and forever. Later, boys. (laughs) 
Have a great week. A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here or there is often fair, necessary.